Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It's me, Egbert, once again. I'm the new owner of this station. I went out and hired the best talk radio consultant, Jeff Allen from News Talk STL, and told him to hire the worst talent he could find. Jeff did exactly as I told him. Ladies and gentlemen, here are Brad and John. I still question that promo. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, Brad, like we said in the first break, we you have to slay your father, Brad. You I have guess. to transcend your father's expectations for you. Okay. Sometimes I'm a radio geek and I listen to other radio stations. And I heard an interesting conversation on a national sh- uh, show the other day about someone complaining that they use DoorDash a lot. And when the DoorDash person shows up, not only do they smell like marijuana, but the bag that they have oh. smells like marijuana. Okay, and they're and 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 it didn't even it didn't even hit me at first until they said they said first off they don't appreciate the fact that their their meal smells like you know their their packaging smells like marijuana, but then it's illegal to drive and use marijuana. You know what I'm saying? So, in other words, right, right. In other words, the the high aspect of this is, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, let's take this and let's take this down the Brown and Crouppen uh, path, where <laughs> let's say you order something food from Brown from a restaurant and you you order it through DoorDash or Uber Eats, wherever it is, and the guy and or gal who uh, transports your food from point A to point B, your house, uh, is uh, smoking in the car, and they're not smoking cigarettes, they're smoking marijuana, joints, whatever you want to call it. They're high, and they smash into somebody, and let's say they do bodily harm to the other person. Could you, as that potential DoorDash recipient, be responsible for that? Could Brown and Crouppen take you to court? because of the fact that you initiated that person. The reason that person was on the way to your house to deliver food to you was that you initiated that. Essentially, you contracted for their services? You in, yeah, you initiated the transaction. Right. Uh, I, think it'd be, I think it'd be hard, obviously, but you know what? If I was in law school, I would want to argue this in a classroom to see how far we could take it, right? Well, I remember, not this year, but last year, a friend of mine that I went to high school with who uh, graduated from Mizzou and then moved to Kansas City. He's been there ever since. And I remember, I, he, not that he talked about this, I remember him seeing this on his Facebook page that he went to the Kansas City Chiefs celebration party last year where they had the big parade and the whole bit. And he said the thing that bothered him the most was when he got home, he smelled like a joint because of the fact oh, that yeah. everybody around him was smoking marijuana. Absolutely. And, and I'm thinking yeah, to myself. Go to any major city, Brad, and you, and you well, would face that. Supposedly, I've, I've heard Times Squares like that now where if you go to New York City and I, I, once again, I don't... See, here's the interesting thing. We got rid of smoking for the most part, okay? But yet mm-hmm. now we've got smoking back, but it's just a different kind of product they're smoking. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Yeah, like- absolutely. And remember, the whole thing in the 90s was the progressive – or I shouldn't say progressive. That's not fair. But the argument against smoking was the right, your right to swing your fist ends at my nose. I agree with well, that. Well, that goes out the window when you're talking about marijuana well, these days. Once again. Because walk through a parking lot at your Aldi 
or walk through, you know, like you said, Brad, you walk through a, a, any kind of sitting area. You don't have to go to Riverport for an outdoor concert to smell weed anymore. You just go to the, your local supermarket parking lot. I just, well, remember you, I think you brought up the fact that remember Francis Howell put out the, the put out the <laughs> yeah, memo. Last the memo too. Yeah, there was, it was a reminder to stop smoking your marijuana in the carpool pickup lane. <laughs> right. That it's not, that's not illegal on, on Francis. Now just think of where we are, where you have to remind people of that. And you and I have talked about that. And I know that I ta- I beat it to death, but the idea that you got to have some weed to get through the carpool lane, Come on, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Hey, and you know, the, the other interesting thing about DoorDash, Brad, is you know that after all these years, DoorDash is still not profitable. Well, same thing with Uber. Uber hasn't made a profit. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, they haven't made a profit. But, but see, see, th- this is the thing. Me being a business person, okay, this is what's frustrating to me. If I go to a bank and try to get a loan, and they will, you know, especially in the industry I'm in. And right now in our industry, it's almost impossible to get bank financing for any kind of a radio kind of deal because of the fact that, A, there's a couple of different reasons. But, B, here we go once again in the St. Louis area. We've got right at the top of the charts, we've got Odyssey, which owns KMOX and KZK and Y98. They're in bankruptcy right now. And we talked about this last week. The interesting story was George Soros, yes. who's the guy who is uh, the infamous person. Wherever you, some people love him. Some people hate him everybody some people don't know who he's at who he's at but essentially he's a guy who is trying to transform the american system by and his his own uh admission was how can you transform the political system you put people as as prosecuting attorneys and also as secretary of states because the prosecuting attorneys are the ones who decide who to charge and who not to charge and the secretary of states are the ones for the most part i think in almost all the states there's a few states that do not have this but typically the secretary of states run the voting system. They're the one that supervises the election process in like, for example, it's it's Jay Nixon, not Jay Nixon, it's Jay Ashcroft here. <laughs> Jay, in, Ashcroft, yep. Jay Ashcroft in the state of Missouri. That's one of his jobs. And what's the guy out in St. Charles County? What's his name? Um, who had never advertised with us. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, Kurt Barr. Yeah, Kurt Barr. And I don't know who it is in St. Louis County, but they're the ones that are the, uh, ultimately taxed with our, our, you know, given the, the responsibility of, okay, we got to make sure everything's safe and we got to make sure that the voting machines yeah. are so impounded. So wants to buy these radio stations. And did, do, do people, folks expect that deal to go through? I don't know. I mean, it's once again, there's a hearing, I believe it might even be tomorrow. I think I remember the date of February 20th. They're supposed to be, the, what they do, what they do is a lot of times when these big companies, they, they have this thing called a prepackaged bankruptcy, where essentially the, before they actually declare bankruptcy, they Essentially, in, in their case, they've got the lenders that, you know, they're going to say, okay, the lender's going to. And what's what will happen is anybody who has stock in the company, your stock is essentially worthless. You've been wiped out. And but then they have to announce, they have to lay out their restructuring, correct? Right. Well, what they do is they do it ahead of time. That's the prepackaged thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They put everything together and then essentially say, okay. And then they go to the court and say, okay, uh, Mr. Bankruptcy Judge, we've done this, 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 this. We've dotted this. I crossed this T. Here's what we'd like you to approve. And the judge will take a look at it and go, okay, fine. Um, and your point, Brad, was that these companies – let's go back to you were talking about the frustrating thing is a company like DoorDash or Uber can you can lose – five DoorDash, I think uh, the number that sticks in my head was like $550 million. I could be way off there. But they can lose hundreds of millions of dollars every year, and they have, a, they have an unlimited tap of access, of access to cash 
Whereas if somebody that runs a radio station goes to a bank and asks for more money, they just get laughed out of the building. Right. And the, I, the reason the untapped source of cash is the investors who think that at some point in time, DoorDash will be like the next Uber or well, not. That's a bad example. The next Amazon or the next, yeah. the next Salesforce. They just need more time and they need more capital. The problem, Brad, is that when you go into the bank, you know, you're missing two words when you go in there, Brad. What's that? Artificial intelligence. <laughs> if if you're a comp if you're a publicly traded company now, just say artificial intelligence on your earnings call and your stock's gonna pop. It'll yeah. pop after hours. Everybody'll say, Whoa, did you know KRAP? You know, I mean, we can't say that name on the air, but that those letters KRAP, they're into AI now. Why are we not dumping our money into KRAP? John I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> it doesn't work. The bankers go, well, I've got some artificial intelligence, and my artificial intelligence tells me that I'm not lending into the radio business. I told you, one of the brokers that I know, she told me right up front. She said, she says, the only people buying radio stations right now are the religious organizations because they got cash. Well, you, know, you were in the you were still in the process of creating the Church of Brad, as I understand it. I have from I read I heard that on Talkers. I read that that rumor on Talkers that said that you were going to create the Church of Brad and convert the radio stations. You know, it's funny you should mention that because there's stuff I'm working on right now that I can't even talk about. But maybe within the next 14 days, I will be able to talk about it. But um, see, see, once again, the frustrating thing for me is, and you know, I had somebody. I had someone who listened and, and, and sort of took me to task on this. I'm not saying that religious radio is bad. What I'm saying is what happens is, and th there was an example, there was, it, it, this happens all the time. These companies, the, the big companies like K-Love, this company called uh, Ed Educational Media Foundation, they, got, they had so much money. They started buying big time. They started out buying little tiny, small little radio stations, non-commercial stations between 88 and 92. And then they got so much money from donations, they started buying major market stations. They bought The Loop in Chicago, which at the time was like the Keishi of Chicago. Very storied past. You know, wow. Steve Dow, all these people, the, you know, the great disco demolition, all, this, yeah, all yeah. these impressive people. They bought WPLJ in New York, okay? WPLJ, I think, had 150 people working on it. I think The Loop had 120 people there. They come in, they fire the entire staff, they take a satellite dish, they put it at the transmitter site, and all they're doing is they're running the same program all over the radio, all over the country, the exact same program. And once again, the only thing they localize is at the top of the hour, we're required by the FCC to give our call letters and city of license at the top of the hour. They've got a system where every top of the hour, they hit a little button and all their radio stations have a little voice that comes on, gives the local ID, and then they <laughs> go back to network programming. So in other words, the idea being is, and there was an example just recently of a smaller, uh, not the scale of EMF, but an operation out of Florida that bought a group of stations in Chattanooga. And I remember reading, somebody sent me the article because they knew I was into this kind of stuff. And the Chattanooga newspaper covered the story and the whole bit and talked about the fact that, you know, this company out of Florida was buying the stations. And the guy who owns this chain of religious radio stations said right up front, we're going to hire a part-time engineer and we're going to hire a market representative and that's it. So in other words, all these other people that work the stations, they're gone. Yeah. They're no gone. jobs. Yeah. Their jobs is, is gone. And the sad part of that is, you look at this big picture, there's less and less jobs in our industry. More and more people look at that and they go like, oh my God, I saw what happened at, you know, at WPLJ in New York. I don't want to work, I would never want to work in radio. It's a dying industry. Right, 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 right. And already, <laughs> already, who was it that said, I, you know, I can't, I can't say who said this to me, but it was said, 
a, a well-known St. Louis radio person who I texted with, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, essentially said, we are not in a dying business. We are in a dead business. Now, I, wow. I disagree with that because, because radio is still, I mean, according to Nielsen, and once again, Nielsen is the company that knows all this stuff. According to Nielsen, 92% of the adult population listens to radio at least once a week, which beats everything, including, hold on a minute, including the internet, Facebook, all the social medias, all that kind of stuff. The problem is that the rules of the game have changed for us, and we have competitors. It's like my thing all the time. I, I, I moan and groan about this all the time. Instead of me and Tracy, you know, being, you know, at odds with each other, and quite honestly, I have no problem with her. She has a problem with me. And instead of me and, and Jeff Allen, you know, not getting along, and me and Steve Casper not getting along, and I'm the guy, I'm the guy saying, dudes, as the tide rises, so do all boats. You know what? I'll promote your your uh, your radio station. You promote mine. Just last night, I was watching. Once again, I watch all these car videos. One guy who has a very popular, uh, you know, internet uh, a YouTube channel who f- works on cars. Uh, another guy who is a, a very popular internet guy, YouTube uh, personality. Both of them are making tons of money. What did they do? The one guy invited the other guy over to his shop, and they couldn't fix the car at his shop, so they towed the, the, the car to the guy's other shop, and they went to the other guy's shop. It's two competitors who are, but they're not competitors. They understand that there are people that follow the one guy, but not the other guy, and there are people that follow the other guy, but not the, you know, the other guy. You know what I'm saying? And to the point I, where— Absolutely. So are you saying the second guy didn't send a cease and desist? Because <laughs> isn't that what you're supposed to do if somebody's like— uh, a good citizen and a good neighbor and a good <laughs> colleague in your industry? You know what? Once again, I am saying any of my competitors, Steve Casper, and here's the interesting thing. If I called up Steve Casper, he's the guy at KFAV, and his buddy Brian Richardson who works there tries to get us kicked out of chambers of commerce all the time. If I called them up and said, hey, Steve, come on my sta- station with me. You know what he'd say? I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. coming to your station. <laughs> but yet the flip side of it, he called me up. I'd go on him and New York Minute, you know, I'm to yeah, the point. Of course you would. Well, but not, but I wouldn't go on there and go like, hey, this the reason I'm on here is because this station <laughs> sucks. Listen to my <laughs> station. See, once again, I don't understand this. And it's just like one of the things I read years ago. I probably read this 20 or 30 years ago. Ray Kroc, for a while, he was, and he was the, the quote-unquote founder of McDonald's. But if you ever watch the movie The Founder, he really wasn't the founder of McDonald's. Actually, if you look at, I don't know if, if, if it's done on purpose, if it's been Hollywoodized, but after you watch the movie the the founder you will think differently about Ray Kroc because as I do you think of him as a butthead a jerk yeah, and a, yeah. a a a cutthroat businessman who would sell his mother you know uh to increase his stock price by 0.5% or something like that and he went for a while he was going and talking to college classes and things like that when he's still alive and someone said to him hypothetical if the guy who was CEO of Burger King was drowning and you saw him, what would you do? And Ray's answer says, I would find a hose, I would turn the hose on, and I would stick it in his mouth. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on a minute. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's your competition, but yeah, he's yeah. a human being. You know, I mean, so in other words, you're telling me you would murder the guy? Essentially, you know, like if he's drowning already, you're going to stick a hose in his mouth and kill him rather than try to help the guy? I mean, I have a real problem with that. I really now, do. Now, but before we besmirch Ray Kroc, let's go back to our Friday show. You know that Ray Kroc was the owner of a certain baseball team when the Cardinals traded Gary Templeton 
for Ozzy Smith. Ray Kroc owned the San Diego Padres. That's right. right. So he's not all bad, right? He gave St. Louis Ozzy Smith. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's one thing in his favor. Well, you but know? there people probably say, look, Ray Kroc, look what a bad person he was. He gave up Ozzy Smith. We could, <laughs> that's true. We could all add, of San Diego well, would say that. We could add sure. him in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so that's going to do it for our show. We got to wind things down here. Um, even though we're the only ones working today, everybody else is the off only today. ones. And we'll be back tomorrow morning. Yes, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Don't try making a bank transaction today or trading any of your uh, Uber or DoorDash stock, Brad. Well, now hey, we'll go out by saying this, John. I just want to make this sure. Last week we had our Missouri legislature who shut down Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, and they're closed today as well, too. Correct. The, the, the Democrats are having an anti-gun press conference, but other than that, nothing will start up again until tomorrow. <laughs> Who's, where are they having the anti-gun press conference at? In, in Jeff City. They're oh, having okay. it at the Capitol to complain about how <sighs> clearly those young, uh, those young scholars would have followed Missouri gun laws if they had been stricter. Yeah, right, right, right. And they would have taken the NRA course on gun safety, right? <laughs> right. We know that would be the case. Eddie the Eagle. They, right. Eddie, Eddie the Eagle, Eagle right. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?